Hey guys, I'm Natalia Schneimler and I help boy moms have a better relationship with their sons and themselves by teaching them how to manage their mind and so that whenever anything comes up in life, they can handle it. They know exactly what to do. So I'm so excited today because I'm going to share with you one thought, one question you can ask yourself that will bring so much peace for you in your life when you're raising a boy. And that question is, how would I say this or what would I do if he was a 30-year-old man? So basically, when your child is a child, you can get a better perspective of how to approach him if you think of him as a 30-year-old man. Hear me out. Of course, not in every situation. Not, absolutely not. Because he's a child, you're his mom, you're taking care of him, you're guiding him, you're teaching him. What I'm here proposing is that you sometimes, and you have to pick your, use your judgment to pick a good situation where you want to practice asking yourself this question. And the good places to start are places where you are frustrated, where you're frustrated at what he's doing and you nag or you fight or you remind him or whatever friction happens. That's a good situation where you can ask yourself, how would I, what would I do in this situation, the situation if he was 30 years old? And then you can have a an understanding that the way you're saying it to your child right now is maybe not appropriate to say to a person who's not yourself. Because if it was a person all with a free will, a separate person who you have no control over, who you have no business telling what to do, how would you say that to them? And it would be very different, right? Because you would have so much trust in that grown-up person. You would think, oh, this grown man is a grown person, right? They can make their own decisions. I don't need to tell them what to do. If they sleep in and are late for work, then it's their choice. They have their own consequences, right? You, like the way I sometimes ask my husband, I I ask him, would you like me to remind you? And so I don't want to be annoying. I say, I don't want to be nagging you. Do you want me to remind you? And he often says yes. So that's how I say it to my husband, who is not a child. Then why wouldn't I say that's in the same way to my um, 10 or 11-year-old, right? Or my even my 5-year-old, right? It, again, very specific situations depending on, on the age. And what I'm proposing is you start small. Pick one situation that you're open and willing to practice this question in and try it out there and see what the results are. Of course, they're not appropriate in all situations, right? If your son is getting terrible grades and doesn't do homework and is swearing, like that's not a place to treat him like a grown-up. It's a place to be a parent and to set rules and boundaries and consequences and do all the things that you know make sense. The situ- the um, Because what their goal is, is that they will grow up and we will have to let them be a grown-up man and make their own decisions. And the goal is to trust them that they know what they're doing because we can't, you know, it doesn't work well when you try to tell another grown person what to do. And that's why people fight, right? That's why mothers with grown-up children would have fights because mothers are still mothering them. 
even though they're not no longer children. They still have an agenda of how the son should act, what he should or shouldn't do. But in my eyes, the way I see it is that I am practicing right now to let go and let him make these decisions uh, so that I can uh, increase the percentage where I let go like of him so that by the time he's grown up, he's a 100% grown man and I treat him as such. So that's why we start small. So I made a couple examples. Like with a little baby, what we can do is we can trust that that little baby will stop eating when he's not hungry and he will eat when he's hungry. Like when a one-year-old or two-year-old are eating, I remember that was me. I wanted them to eat certain foods. I wanted them to eat more of certain foods, less of certain foods. I had an agenda. I was not trusting them to decide for the, like for their body to know what they want. And that didn't feel good. But I do believe that that is a very good, small, tiny part where we can let go and let them, their body decide how much to eat. You know, it's our job to offer them the food, but it's there up to them to decide how much of it to eat. So that's a great place, I think, this is my personal opinion, to start practicing letting go and, and trusting them to make that little decision, right? It's just one little example. You, of course, have to pick these situations for yourself. I'm simply bringing examples to kind of get you to, to imagine it in your life. Another example, I remember this, doing this um, with my kids and it feeling really fun is, well, we live in Canada, so it's cold in winter, and them um, not wanting to put a jacket on. And I remember, like, as a Russian parent, we are always, like the Russian culture, we are always trying to get the child to be warm. And my parents are wanting him to be warm, so it's like a super proactive approach to make him warm as possible before he goes outside. But I don't know where I got it from, but I just remember thinking, okay, I'll let him go and he'll get cold and then he'll put a jacket on. And it worked. He was cold and sometimes he was cold sooner and and he asked for the jacket himself. And he was cold sooner and he asked me for the jacket and I gave it to him. And I was so excited because it was not me forcing him, it was his own choice. So what I did, I trusted that natural consequences will take place. He will simply get cold and ask for a jacket, right? I had to let go of what I wanted him to do. I had to let go of my decision, uh, he should put a jacket on now. And I practiced like saying, okay, you don't need a jacket, but you know, I, of course I was carrying it. I knew he would get cold. And sometimes of course there were other, some kids, they didn't get cold for a long time and I was worried, right? So all of these are experiments, but the goal is always the same. I believe in our motherly job is to trust, to practice trusting our child to make little decisions and more decisions and more decisions. And so that's one example. Um, so this morning I had a, I, I'm trying something new. I have a 10 and 11 year old and I made them responsible for telling me when it is time to go to the car, when it's time for me to take them to school. So it's up to them to say, hey mom, okay, let's go, let's go. It's time, you know, it's almost eight. And guess what happened? I woke them up at seven as I usually do. And 
both of them fell asleep, back asleep. They were really tired. And they kept sleeping on almost until 8. It was maybe 7.50, 50-something when they got up. And, and they were really quick at getting dressed. They got, got put their lunches in their backpacks. They were really quick at getting to the car. And we left the house maybe six minutes late. So we weren't even late to school. But the point here is that because... They were responsible for getting themselves to the car at a certain time. And they know, you know, I, and I did all the practicing and guiding them and teaching them so that I could do this experiment. Um, but I, the difference today was that I was not uh, yelling at them, not nagging them, not annoying them, not, not worrying. And I was at peace. That was a huge, huge, huge. This is why I'm recording this podcast is because... The results I'm seeing from this one question are incredible because they create peace for me. You know, that's why I want that peace for you as well. It, and of course, I had to be okay. Like, right, that's why I say pick a situation. You have to be okay with the worst case scenario. I had to be okay with them being really late to school once. I had to be okay with, um, you know, them maybe being upset being late or... Just basically the worst case scenario, right? Being late. Of course, um, as it's a, as a teaching opportunity for them to be late, I don't want to promote being late all the time. And if that would be the case, I would definitely step in and put some consequences in to prevent it being a normal thing. But as an experiment, I mean, they've been doing this for a while and getting on time uh, in the car on time. But today was specifically different because they both fell back asleep. So. That showed me two things. I was at peace if I treated them like they're, you know, grown men and, you know, I don't need to wake them up more. Maybe they're fine, right? Um, and I also learned that they still got ready, got in the car, got everything done in time, and we were we were not even late. So it showed me two things. I can trust them to get ready to get there, I can trust them to be there, and I can I can also be at peace. Um, and so here, as I'm just talking, you know, maybe if it was a 30 year old man, like today, I didn't let I didn't wake them up. But if he's staying at my house, I would say, hey, do you want me to wake you up a second time in case you sleep through your alarm? I think it would be more of a thoughtful thing I could do for another grown up, right? Um, or I could just say like. Was that okay? Is that what you usually do, right? Because if you don't live with them. And then I would find out. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is totally fine. I do this every day, right? Or they could be like, you know what? I would appreciate a little second wake up, right? That's how you would talk to a grown-up because you would just be considerate. So I'm also learning here. So this is this was a great example today. But what I was, I was just telling to my friend that I, the results I'm seeing here are just phenomenal, phenomenal. The same thing I'm seeing with a bedtime routine. And again, because I'm, this is not a um, uh, important situation to be strict for me in. Like I don't. I decided that it's okay that if they go to bed a little bit later, then I can have a lot of room to trust them to do it on time. I can have room to make the decisions themselves and I'm willing f and I'm okay, I'm prepared to handle if they go to bed later, right? I'm also stretching myself. I have to trust myself to handle the imperfections. 
and and it takes practice, right? Today I was at peace this morning, but I was it was new to me. I was uncomfortable, you know. I was wondering, should I wake them up? Am I being mean? You know, but there was peace there. So I am also learning how to approach my children as growing growing adults. So they're, they're not adults yet, but there will be. So the way I see it is kind of like a percentage bar. So there will be 100% grown-up adult, I don't know, 18. And right now, they're maybe at 30%, right? So I will treat them sometimes as a grown-up. I will, and that means, right, in certain situations. So however you want to think about it, I want you to start practicing that trust and letting go in certain small areas. Start very small. And I'm sure you already do that with some things, right? Like if you feed them something, you if you're very good at letting them eat how much, how much they want, if you don't care how much they eat, then this is an area that you're very good at. You're like, oh, I trust that they will eat how much they want, right? So I want you to learn from that skill that you have in that area and borrow it for other times, right? Like where... For example, in sports, if you say, oh, I just trust that he will tell me which sport he wants to play. Now, that is a trust that you can really, really appreciate that you already are doing that. And how can you just copy paste that trust into other areas of his life, your life? Like if you trust him to pick a sport that he likes, maybe it could be equally as easy to trust him to pick a girl that he likes or a boy right? See what I'm going with this? What I'm suggesting is that we start practicing it 1% at a time, right? As they grow and they need more independence, they need more opportunities to use their decision-making and be trusted, so do we have to grow our capacity to trust them. So do we have to grow the our percentage of letting go, trusting them, right? That's why so, so many mothers are suffering because their child is fully grown, but their ability to treat them as a grown-up is at 12%. They just can't, they just can't trust the him. They, they're not willing to be uncomfortable and trust him and to not worry about him and so on. So then they are coming and asking for coaching because they're worried about what their adult son is doing. And it's none of their business. He's a grown-up. He can make his own decisions. She needs to live her own life, right? So uh, that's why I think it's super important that we start practicing it because it's not easy, right? We start with 100% supporting their life. And if they don't eat, they die, right? Then then 100% they're responsible for themselves. Homework is a great opportunity for us to help them manage their own workload. And I know it was scary for me to do that. And I didn't even know if it would work. I've never done this before. But I remember having a conversation with my son and saying to him, you know what, if you don't manage yourself, I'll have to micromanage you. And I don't want to do that. So why don't you just manage your own workload? And I think he was not uh, maybe nine or something like that. And After that, I remember that we never had a conversation like that again. All I do is check in, ask him how he's doing. The grades are great. And he manages his own workload. So that takes a lot of willingness to let go, 
and to let him completely fail, right? There were some instances where the work was not done. And then we stepped in and we said, okay, sorry, it's Friday night, but you still have to finish this job. He was upset, but that was a teaching moment. You, you know, we said, if the work is not done, you have to finish it. If this was a job and then your boss needed to finish it, then you can't just move on with the weekend, right? You have to get the work done. So, um, of course, as we let them, as we trust them and let them do the thing, of course, we're going to then guide them and teach them and do all the things the parents do. And so don't take me in the wrong way that you need to treat them as a grown man all the time and, you know, be unreasonable. No, no, no. This is just like 1% of the time. Start practicing it and ex- start keep expanding those little situations because he's growing, right? Each year he needs a little bit more room, a little bit more independence, a little bit more um, decision room there, right? Spending money, all of those things are great opportunity where we can let go and let them mess up. The same thing I did with allowance. I was really hard to watch them spend their allowance on crap and candy. And sometimes I let them buy candy and other times I said, no, no candy. But the point was that I was letting them practice their decision making with the money. And I was letting myself practice letting them go trusting them. So I hope this rant encouraged you to really trust and trust yourself. The other thing is very important. As you think about your son, I wrote down some sentences that would be the foundation for this. I trust him to figure this out. I trust him to make the right decision. I trust him to be ready. I trust him to handle the consequences if he doesn't, if he's not ready. I trust myself, this is very important, to handle the consequences for him if he is not ready or if he doesn't do something. Very important to acknowledge that, that I trust myself to handle this. I can handle this. He can handle this and I can also handle this because sometimes we're not able to handle this. Sometimes I cannot live with my seven-year-old having a pop and so I, I say no, right? Because that's, I, I don't want to have, have him make that decision. I'm having pop, right? Start small, very small, and then you can add on and carry on. This, this one rhymes. I wrote it down. Start small, add on, carry on. <laughs> um, I am okay if he makes a mistake. That's part of the deal, right? That's what's it's going to happen. I can handle it. I can guide him. And then natu- I wrote down natural consequences because they do help you. Like going out in the cold winter will help you. You know the elements will get him, right? Uh, I am at peace. I let him live his life. This is what happened this morning. I let life teach him. I let him figure it out. I am not yelling, reminding, nagging, or stressing out. And what was, it's so amazing is that it works and the kids figure it out. And you are amazed, wow, this worked out. Most of the time, sometimes they mistakes, make mistakes, but other times you are amazed that it actually worked out. He made a great decision. So then that feedback helps you want to practice it more. But that's why I'm saying start small. Obviously, don't let him drive when he's, you know, 11. Start 
small, use your common sense where you think he would be okay to make a decision. Let him make a decision and then you will see, okay, he can handle this. Let's add on more, right? I get to be at peace and he gets to be his own person. Now that is a great gift to yourself, right? Because when he's 18, 20, he's going out and he's not home all night, you don't want to be up all night worrying. You want to be at peace. Of course, I'm not there yet, but that's why I'm practicing now, right? Uh, so, and the last thing I want to say, right, as they grow more, you will need to practice it more of the time because they will need more of that autonomy. And so you can start now and keep adding to it. All right, guys, trust yourself to handle him making his own decisions. Have a great week. I love you all so much. And of course, you're, you can come and get help. Uh, you can find me on my website, www.coachingnatalia.com. Um, go to sign up for a free mini session, and I would love to help you to make a better relationship with you and your son. Okay, guys, bye.